Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Hey, I want to thank you all so much for joining us today. Recently, my bride Eileen and I had the pleasure of sitting down and having a heart-to-heart conversation with what y'all know him as Dog the Bounty Hunter and his fiance Francie. This is an interview you're not going to want to miss. Just a reminder, if you want to see the full version of this interview, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. Just search for Victor Marks with an X on YouTube. Let's get to the program now on this edition of the Victor Marks Show. Hey, Victor and Eileen Marks here with dear friends, Francie and the dog. Y'all know him as the bounty hunter. What's up? What's up? (laughs) Hello. And um, uh, we're doing this both for radio and our podcast video. So uh, we wanted to get together with our friends and give some insight to y'all's lives. You know, there's the public side and people see that. They know the TV show, uh, the books, the bestsellers. uh, But we want to talk about what made, first of all, individually, because one, you have a tremendous love story. Y'all sit here before us engaged, and there's a lot of people that, you know, we all mourn best loss, right? Best passing, going to heaven. And you're a widow, and Frenzy, you're a widow as well. And well, no. Widower, the men is called. Widower. Widower. Uh, and that's a terrible word. But I want to address uh, the stereotype because people who haven't lost a spouse tend to give their own time limit on when you should fall in love again. That's just not quite fair. And for you guys, God brought you all together. It's an absolutely incredible, sacred story. So much so, I've never even told any other of our friends or folks that said, no, you have to hear it from them. So can we just start there? Sure. The Bible says that about Jewish people, that those are my chosen people, and you better shut up about them. Mm. So when I get into a perplexed situation where it doesn't, it's not explained from Genesis to Revelations, I go to the Jewish definition. So when someone passes away in the Jewish community, for one year, they don't even mark the grave. So I noticed for six to eight months through the mourning period of losing a spouse, you'd forget everything, everything. You like ate, did I eat today? You forget everything. So Mm. I think because I tried to even find it biblically, how long do you wait before you hesitate? And there's no time limit. Each I've known guys three weeks after their spouse passed, they fell in love. And I've known women that still to this day, 25 years later, have been that way. So I think it it's all up to each and every individual. There's really no time limit. Do you agree? I, uh, I do, but I also feel like you and I thought that we were going to spend our lives with them. And we didn't. And I never thought that I would give my heart to somebody else ever again. And... Um, but I turned my heart over to the Lord Mm. and I had to because I knew um, after I walked Bob home and Bob let go of my hand and took Jesus's Mm. um, that I had two choices. 
one was really bad, or Bob wrote me six letters and sent them to me in the mail after he went home. And every letter was full of, put your crown on and lift your chin up. You're the daughter to the Most High King. Mm. And I clung to those letters, and I clung to Jesus' talit, because I knew that all I had to do was touch the hem of his garment and that he was going to hold me up. Yeah, we got to cry through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is a talit? Uh, <laughs> What's a talit? Let's the start the hem there. of Jesus' garment in Hebrew. Okay. It's called the talit. And you were raised by a Jewish family, Francie. Yes. Because you were I was adopted. Adopted. Yeah. Okay. You, you can hear the emotion in your voice. You see the tears in your eyes. And those aren't tears and of remorse or regretfulness. No. I turned my heart over to the Lord, and I gave it to him. And I told him, whatever you have for my life, I need it. And I want it all. I want everything that you have for me. And uh, this is not what I was expecting at all. Um, I thought I was going to be a missionary in some way off land somewhere. You know, we just really never know what the Lord has in store. That's exactly right. right? Uh, You actually, when you say dog was not in the cards, (laughs) so much so, you actually never even heard of him. No, I never saw the TV show. Zero. I still haven't watched it. And there you have it. I didn't know who he was at all. For the past several years, I've been involved with a ministry in, out of Arizona. Um, her name is Katie Sousa, and she really was mentoring me and speaking into my life, and uh, she, her ministry is incredible, powerful, and, and she teaches on soul healing. Did you meet her before Bob yes. went home? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and in Bob's letters, he kept telling me, um, I have to be all in. And mm. that's all I kept saying. I, I have to give Jesus everything that I have, and I have to be all in. And so I just started listening to all of her teachings. Anywhere she was teaching, I went there. It didn't matter what state it was. Mm. And I started spending time with her ministry. And they invited us to come down and spend a week my close girlfriend and her mom. So we're in the hotel, and Paige has watched his show. And now, now who's Paige for the audience? Um, she is my very close girlfriend. She's like my sister. Okay. Was she with you? Yes. Okay, okay. She, we were there together. Okay. And she had been following Dwayne and Beth's story. Yeah. So we're down there, and she said, Beth Chapman passed away two days ago Mm. from throat cancer. And I started crying Mm. because I was six months into my grief, and Mm. it was still really Mm. intense. And um, then I said to her, who's Beth Chapman? Mm. And she said, Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife. And I was like, who's Dog the Bounty Hunter? And she just went off the rails you have to know who he is. Everyone knows who he is. And she brings up a picture of, of him and Beth, and she literally like puts it right in my face. And mm. she goes, this is Dog the Bounty Hunter. And I was like, I have no idea who that is, and that guy needs a haircut. <laughs> yeah, <I> believe that. <laughs> First words. I don't, I don't think that, no. You promise? It's part, yes, it's okay. part of who you are. And so the, the next morning, I'm in the bathroom getting ready, And she comes running in the bathroom and she says, 
okay, I really just want you to hear me out. Just, just give me a minute to hear me out. She's like, I, I had this vision. Don't you think you and dog kind of match? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> she goes, I really think God's going to use you guys in the kingdom. Like not, and she kept saying not together because she knew that my heart would not receive right. any of that. All right. And she's like, God, I just see it. Like, I've seen you guys in front of crowds. God's going to use you guys together, like, in this really powerful way. And I said to her, honey, you know I love you. And I tell you all the time how much you hear from God, even when you don't think you do. But your God antennas are twisted. Yeah, right. Because that's ridiculous. So the whole rest of the trip that we were there, she is telling me this. And, and I just am like, Paige, please. Stop it. Shut up. And I'm in Hawaii, and she's yeah, in, Arizona, in Arizona and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Never met. How in the world? Would no. that ever How would ever? Really? Mm-mm. Come on. And that's what Paige kept saying. Rancher, farmer versus <laughs> DOG. <laughs> no. So we come home, and my gra- I spend a lot of time with my grandson, who you guys have met. Yeah. And um, he... I put all of his apps and all his games on his papa's phone. And so when he'd spend the weekend with me, that was, all his stuff was on his papa's phone. Mm. And it's laying on the couch, and I see that there's three messages on the phone. And I'm not calling anybody back anymore. We had an excavating company together. And it just, I end up consoling the people that I call back because they don't know that Bob passed away. Mm. And then I get off the phone, and I'm a mess. And Mm. so I just... I'm just not doing it. So I erased the first two messages, and then the, ne- the next message starts playing out loud on the speaker. And while I'm half listening to what the message is and trying to figure out why it's playing out loud when I didn't touch anything, I hear, this is Doug Chapman. Uh, Carlos is my next-door neighbor and my really good friend. And I thought, oh, boy, Carlos was a client of Bob's. Carlos doesn't know that Bob passed away, and I I should call back. And I call back, and I hear, hello. Because I didn't recognize the number, so, hello, can I help you? (laughs) You do the same. (laughs) Uh, And then I say, think, oh, boy, you should erase the message. (laughs) So I go through this whole Uh, You left a message for my husband, Bob, and I'm really sorry, but Bob passed away a few months back. And then I hear this just bawling, crying Mm. on the phone. So I start crying. Oh, my. And while I'm trying to think, who's Doug, and why is he crying over Bob like Mm. this? And I'm trying to think about all Bob's friends and his clients, and it's not computing. And then all of a sudden, I hear him take a deep breath, and he says, my name's not Doug. It's Dog, the bounty hunter. And then... I, <laughs> the phone went blank. I go, hello? Hello? Because a because lot of Because I'm time- holding the phone in my hand going... Every, like a movie in my mind is playing of everything that Paige said for five days straight about all the things that God has showed her. And then I hear him going, hello? Hello? And, so, and he's not calling from Hawaii. No, he's calling from here. He has since moved. Yes. You, you moved to Colorado. Yes. I came here, and we had Beth's final moi moi yep. good night. And uh, I was, the driveway was so bad that Carlos lives right here down the street. And I said, who can smooth my driveway? And he goes, well, Bob does mine. 
And so when I called, I left that message. And then a lot of times, like today, I called and I said, hi, this is Doug. And she goes, okay, Doug, for reservations for food. So I'm used to being called Doug. So I said, this is Doug the Bounty Hunter. Hello. Hello. We talked for two hours. Really? And Yes. You know how when you have those conversations where the Holy Spirit just takes over? Oh, yeah. And like... You'll lose track of time. Yeah. You're saying all this stuff and you weren't even thinking any of that. And he's still really angry. Mm. All the things that, that God was... Like that was coming out of my mouth. Like God has a plan for your life. Mm. And, you know, you have to hang on to that. You have to be true to that. I've been clinging to that for all these months, and I believe that with all of my heart. God has a plan for our lives. He didn't take Bob and Beth home to just leave us stuck and stranded. I don't believe that. And so he asked me where I went to church and and where I lived and if I was willing to get together sometime for um, coffee. And so I said yes. And Well, I didn't want to be rude. Because I, I try to be nice, you'd like to get together because it was the first time I could talk to someone who was going through the same thing right, I was. Right, right. So then, this is August, right? So then I went to do a couple gigs in LA and this and that. And one of my friends was interviewing me. He said, and I told him about the story about meeting this lady. No, first he said, Dog, it seems like every time you go through something really devastating like this, you come out on top and you are counsel people. So do you think that this might be able to, you might be able to counsel other people that lost their spouse? And of course the bells and whistles went off in my mind about this girl named, I kept thinking fancy, Francie, Francis, frame, <laughs> Francis, Frantu, Fatenda. So I rhyme stuff, associate. So fancy, Francie. And I think I said, I talked to this lady named fancy, Francie, <laughs> And she had lost her husband, and I think I helped her out a little bit. Actually, she was helping me. Yeah. You know, I'm dog, so I got to yeah. watch it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so then the interview happens. Now, this six months later from August, fast forward. Okay. Go ahead. So I did call Paige after I hung up the phone Oh, with what him. did she think? I, I yeah, said to her, are you sitting down right now? And she goes, no, I'm not, but I will. And so then I said to her, you're not going to believe who I just got off the phone with. And she said she knew. Like in her wow. spirit, she knew what I was going to say. And I said, dog the bounty hunter. And she started screaming, I told you, I told you. She was screaming. It was pretty crazy. What a faith then, booster for her. Uh, yes. That's and why then, I call her Paige the Prophet. <laughs> there you go. The prophetess. So then we, we don't talk again till January. Five months. All right. um, so then God really starts wow. speaking to me about my healing and mm-hmm. that I, I really need to focus on him and, and getting healing. And that's what really, I know that God used that six months um, to bring some really intense healing that I needed. When you say healing, are you speaking about the grief or healing from your past? Okay. Both. Um, Because God started speaking to me about how Bob's already here Mm. with me, and I need you to let go of his hand Mm. because that's how I'm going to heal your heart. And in order for me to do that, you've got to let go. And it takes faith. And it does. To believe that that's the reality. Yes. Mm. And which was hard. And, you know, I do have a past. 
-hmm. and and we all have trauma and things that we've gone through in our lives and the ultimate healing comes from the lord Um, we we believe that that. we believe that and um and so i spent six months really focusing on good for you on getting healed and um so then in january uh, we do have an enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And I was approaching my one-year yeah. day, and he really was trying to take me out. And mm. God did the opposite. Mm. At, on that time, God just turned it around, and he lifted me up, and I felt myself stand up for the first time mm. in a long time because it wasn't just about mm. walking Bob home. We had three years of cancer, bone marrow transplants and treatment after treatment after treatment. And so for the first time, I felt like I was standing up. What would you tell someone listening right now? I mean, dogs start off by saying, hey, it was six months. You don't know if you've eaten. You don't know the time. I don't even remember that first six months. For the first six, there's no nothing but you can do. Mm -hmm. The the Jewish people told me dog. <laughs> there's a time to mourn and just let it happen. It's formula. like asking for there's the not for a sure formula. way to win in chess. Yeah. There's no way. And I remember laying on the floor in my bedroom those first months screaming. Yeah. Crying and screaming yeah. harder and louder than I ever had in my whole life. And then ugh, the Holy Spirit would just drop on me. I call it my God bubble. Because mm-hmm. he just would encompass all of me. And then I'd lay on the floor for hours because I couldn't move one part of me because I just was enclosed in him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would encourage people is cling to him because what he offers in his comfort and love and peace, it's real. Mm-hmm. It is tangibly real when we cry out for it. There are people watching and listening right now that need this hope. Mm -hmm. And it's not coming from lofty towers of theologians who write amazing books on how to handle everything, but they've never experienced it. This is coming from y'all's heart, your soul, on what's worked. And what I hear, it's it's painful and it's difficult. And uh, there's a sacredness to grieving. Would y'all agree? Yes. Yes. And you yes. go through everything. Suicide. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like, bounty hunted by myself, which you don't do. Mm. I left my bullet for rest of the car. I took Oli Duke, my little doggy, his chihuahua. And I kicked in doors and I looked in their faces and I said, if you got a gun, shoot. Because if you don't, I'm taking you to hell with me. And it was so bad, I had a dream one night, and I took pills, because I'm half Apache, we don't use a gun. And I took all these pills, I went to heaven, and she was watering this garden, I love flowers. And she turned around and said, Big Daddy, what took you so long? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to go. So I said, I can't commit suicide, because I was trained assembly of God, if you kill yourself, you go to hell, which is might be right, who knows. So I thought, I'll just go down in the hell of glory. I'll make him shoot me. And then when I'd arrest the guy, I said, what did, why didn't you shoot? He goes, behind you, there were angels, dog. Mm-hmm. And then there's a story, my favorite in the Bible, where I think it was Joshua went to these guys and said, drop all your weapons. And they did. And he's like, wow, why'd you drop them? And they said, because the angels behind you, I saw. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this ain't going to work either. In Dang. January, 
um, I get through my year and I couldn't believe how strong I was, that mm. I actually was standing up. And then I started telling God, okay, because I had my own plan right. uh, to pull the car in the garage and turn it on and just let it run. And well, let me stop right there for a minute because this is so powerful. And this is something that is at an epidemic proportion both in our society yep. and in military, not only for veterans but active duty. And with COVID and everything that hit in 2020, the trauma and the suicides are so high. So what y'all are talking about, so many tens of thousands, they, they paused everything to hear that, that both of you struggled with the ideology of suicide. And, you know, dog, for military guys, we call it entering into high-risk situations where they want to be put in combat. They want to be put on the point because oh, yeah. they want to go out in a blaze of glory. They have the fear and the pain so intense, yep. right? So I just want to say thank y'all for sharing that, being so transparent. You're welcome. To give people hope. And I would say to anybody, don't do it. Mm. God has a plan for your life that's greater Mm -hmm. than anything that you could ever dream or imagine possible. He tells us that those who diligently seek him, Mm -hmm. that the reward is beyond our impossibilities. Um, and I think that Dwayne and I are living proof mm-hmm. of that. Yes. Because then I started to say to God, okay, I'm here. I'm standing up. I'm holding to you with everything that I have. And now I'm saying, use me in a way that I never dreamed possible if you're not going to take me home. Mm. So then I started speaking to that to God every day. Yeah. I started telling him that. I don't want to be here if you're not going to use me in ways that I've never dreamed possible. I have another friend that I go to church with. She lost her husband to cancer five months after I lost mm. Bob. And uh, I was had been walking alongside her. She calls me at four in the morning, which um, in her grief wasn't unusual. Right. And she said, I, I'm listening to Bethel on my phone at two o'clock this morning. And a Dog the Bounty Hunter interview pops down on my phone. I thought it was, let me back up a little bit. I only told three people that I had talked to him. Okay. Um, Paige, um, our mom, and Christine. Oh, my. And so this is Christine that I'm talking to. And she said, I thought it was so strange because I don't watch him. And so I start watching the interview. And she says, I'm going to send it to you. So the video comes through on my text. And he's on Fox News in California, not even in Colorado. And the interviewer says to him, so, dog, it's six months into your um, grieving Beth and your loss of Beth. And I want to ask you that if with everything that you've been through and what you do for your living is, do you think that you would be able to help other people that are grieving and that have lost hope in life? because of loss and he turns and says it's so funny that you'd say that (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that you'd say that he says i called this dirt guy bob and his wife francie called me back he's an excavator so for calling him a dirt guy is not cool (laughs) you didn't have to say that that's okay no he called himself the dirt guy oh i thought it was cool that you said that. that yeah he called himself that 
um, his wife, Francie, called me back, and we had this really amazing conversation about loss and hope, and I think we really helped each other. And my mouth is just hanging open, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, because all this time I'm thinking, okay, God, was he, like, I don't know anything about him. The Lord told me not to look at anything online. Mm. I don't want you to watch any videos or anything that's being said about him right now. So I, I didn't. I absolutely knew nothing, and I had gone all this time without hearing from him or talking to him, and I thought, okay, so maybe all of this, all of what Paige saw, everything that was happening, it was about that phone call we had. Maybe I saved his life. Like, maybe he was going to go out in the blaze of glory, and that phone call saved his life. Mm. Maybe that's what all of this was for because I I didn't hear from him. What a great example to the single women out there to trust God. That's right. Yes. So, um, I know we can trust God and he doesn't always give us the whole picture. That's right. But I know he honors when we just take that next step and you both have just explained it beautifully. And, um, I know people are going to be encouraged because they're in the middle of it right now and they don't know what tomorrow holds. And they're waiting and waiting and waiting. And you guys have just explained so simply that we can trust God because he is faithful and he is trustworthy. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.